1: Oops! Hello, how are you? Hello, I'm good. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. How was your Monday?
2: Oh, um, Monday's going good. How about you?
1: Pretty good. Pretty good.
2: I was going to ask what's the topic for tonight. I think I missed it.
1: <laughs> well, um <laughs> like last week, I was like, "Well, I'll just do a mashup," so people want to talk about different things. Um so matter of fact I'm glad you said that because I'm going to pull all of that up okay um, but yeah because everybody had different suggestions last week so since we didn't do last week I was like well we'll just do it for this week <laughs> 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 and so we're just going to go with the flow
3: sounds
2: okay.
1: good um, do Because this financial wellness month, somebody suggested, then somebody said, uh, myths for 2023. Um, then somebody said, uh, There was another one, too. Mm-hmm. Financial Wellness Month. Oh, somebody was asking. Somebody said that somebody asked them about the whole lottery thing. Like, if you go in with people, how should you do it? Um,
2: like, splitting no- the winnings.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Splitting the winnings and all that good stuff.
2: Okay. Mm.
1: There was someone else, too. Why am I not finding it? And sorry, you're my eyes. Is anybody else in the room? I
2: don't see anybody else. No, it's just you and me right now. (laughs)
1: Okay. Uh, Oh, somebody said New Year resolutions. Ways to maintain accountability and motivation. So, anyway, we'll just flow if people show up. Because <laughs> <laughs> I know, like, we didn't really talk about it like that today, but I know last week I said, yeah, let's do next week.
2: But... I, was, I think I missed last week. Was last week the. Um question and answers, getting answers from the
1: audience? We didn't even, we didn't do last week. Oh, okay.
2: I guess I didn't
1: miss it then. Alright. Yeah, we skipped and then moved it to this week. Um. <laughs> oh, <it's> at the baby! <laughs> yeah, she's right here. Aw. Well, I guess we'll give it until 9-10. Okay. If anybody shows up, then we'll call it a night, unless you just want to Talk with me. Oh, we can talk. We can talk because I'm like <laughs> I can talk now. I can talk about whatever, whenever, however. Um, let's see. Maybe we'll, we can just chat it up. Yeah. See, honey. I can talk about um, this thing I read today about. Um, oh, what is that? Dang, I don't want all of this to record because <laughs> we're just rambling. <laughs> but and people do be listening to the replays. But um, <laughs> I wanted—I came across an article that was saying, you know, now is the time for people to ask for raises or get new jobs or what have you. And um, before the next six months, so before before. 6 months from now if that makes sense. So before June, I guess. And I was like, oh, well that's interesting. That's something we could talk about. Um I've been saying that since like fourth quarter last year. Like if people want to get job, um get new jobs or raises or whatever, start asking cuz unemployment right now is at what 3.5%. So it's really low. So that means employers are um Itching for people
2: <laughs> yes.
1: and to keep people.
2: And so, I at the beginning of the year, a lot of times, you know, most companies, you know, they'll set their budget. So, now's mm-hmm. the time when you'll see most companies hiring folks. Um, but yeah, it's definitely a good time to start asking for raises.
1: Absolutely. So,
2: we could reset that. We could chat about that a little bit.
1: Right. Um, now, hey, Nia. Hey, Jonathan. I sent you all both speaker privileges if you wanted to pop up (laughs) hello Jonathan J
4: happy Monday everyone happy new year
1: Happy Monday. Happy New Year. Hey, Nia. Hi, everybody. All right, cool. So I was just telling um, Tashika that because I was like, we really don't have a set theme tonight, but we were just going to go with the flow, see what comes up. Um, I know people had a variety of different suggestions, so I'll just go through those and we can just chat about each one. So it'll be like a variety show tonight, <laughs> and I guess Oh, okay. I was gonna say sometimes that turns out to be the best one. hmm I like personally. I don't really like being very um. Uh, what's the word? Structured.
5: <laughs> she don't like rules.
1: <laughs> yeah, I just don't like structure too much. So I just like going with the flow, especially talking. Um, We're going to figure it out, but I guess we'll go ahead and get started to be respectful of everybody's time. So welcome to Fin Noir, a space for Black Money Talk. Um, my name is Tiffany. I run Money Talk with TIFF, which is a financial education, financial literacy platform. Uh, Jonathan?
5: Hey, good evening. My name is Jonathan Thomas. I'm J. Thomas Solutions on TikTok, on Instagram. It's helping you build wealth and using the bank as a partner to do
1: it. Perfect. Thank you, Nia.
6: Hello, my name is Nia, creator and founder of Perspectives. I take women from struggling and stress to empowered about money so they can achieve financial stability.
2: Thank you, Nia. Tashika? Hey, my name is Tashika Ma'at. I'm the founder and creator of Jama Wealth Financial, and I teach women how to ditch debt and build wealth um, so they can, you know, live life without the stress. Thank you. Thank you. And Jay?
4: Hey, y'all. I'm Jay Stevens, founder of My Wealth Journey, LLC. I am the doer of dope things and the purveyor of hopes and dreams.
1: Um, And I'm really happy to be here tonight with y'all. All right. Perfect. Thank you. So let's hop right in. So like I said, this is just going to be a mosh podge of different topics. We're just going to go with the flow. Um, one thing I brought up, uh, me and Tashika were talking about is I read an article today and they were saying that now is the time for people to uh, get jobs or ask for raises you know, whatever the case may be, before like June, it said before six months from now. Um, so I wanted to throw this out to the group. What are your thoughts around that? Um, do you think that now is the time? Do you think unemployment is going to go up anytime soon? Um, what are you thinking about the job market or workforce right now? Before I say my thoughts, <laughs> go ahead, Jonathan.
5: Well, uh, obviously, the jobs report just came out last week, and it was still throwing uh, strong signs. Um, but I think, uh, and it was actually said, and um, I've become that person that actually listens to the Fed meeting, um, but he it's very fruitful that he said um, the unemployment or the, uh, the rate going up could be jobs that's already on the market with that two-to-one ratio right now um, decreasing, not necessarily meaning people having a mass layoff. Um, I do think right now, especially with everything we're seeing, I still think it's going to hold steady as far as the opportunity for job movement. Uh, obviously if you're in a tech space, that's taking a little bit of a beating. If you're in, uh, some, some space that has to do with real estate, mortgages, agents, all those different type of things, even, uh, ancillary, uh, Uh, or uh, complementary-type roles to that, uh, they're going to take a hit because those have been some of the biggest hits in this um, arbitrage-type recession. But uh, I think it's still going to hold steady. Um, I did want to add one thing that you can kind of loop back on, especially with your AR piece. I do think uh, the more people I've spoken to right now, how many people are uh, uneducated about what even like you said the merit increase and uh, raise conversation looks like because i also saw an article where more people are investing for that conversation more companies are investing for that conversation for those um, current
1: employees ah so i'm glad you brought that up because like i've noticed like when i was in HR that a lot of people don't ask for raises and even when it comes time for their merit increases they don't really push for more it's just like I'll take whatever you give me type uh attitude and um really it's very advantageous if you go into those meetings especially the merit increases go into those meetings prepared with like what you did how you contributed to the company's bottom line, you know, all that good stuff. Because, you know, we're taught as um, a society that you shouldn't brag on yourself, you know, stay humble, blah, blah, blah. But if you don't tell nobody, who else is? So I would always go in like, this is what I did. Like, I mean, my list would be long. (laughs) I'm like, this is what I did. But I would always get the highest merit increase. And so... Um, I definitely, especially after that article came out and I've been talking about this for like the past, I don't know, three or four months now, definitely start asking for more money because now is the time. This is the time when unemployment is low. It's at 3.5%, I believe. And Jonathan, you can uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it's at 3.5%, which is very, very low, which means that this is an employee's market, right? So everything operates on markets and this is the employee's market. So now is the time to get all that stuff done. Um, I'll go to Jay because I can go on and on about this. (laughs) Jay.
4: Yeah. Hey everyone. So I um, think it's always good, like traditionally to have the performance discussion whenever it's kind of the company's um, year end shortly thereafter, because you're at a good point to stop and say this is the success the company had and this is how my role and my work directly correlated to that success. So I think it built into the story. Having said that, the tech industry um as Jonathan mentioned a minute ago is hit hard. So y'all know I was laid off in November um from Meta and Twitter like we're using that right now, but they had it really bad and just last week Salesforce went through it like all the companies, Google, they're they're all going through their version of hiring freezes or just layoffs in general. So it, I think it does depend on what industry you're in. But if you have the job, um, I think it's definitely worth having the discussion. Even if they're saying we don't have space or money or capacity to give you a raise, there are other things you can always ask for like I want to be able to go to this conference later this year or I want this training opportunity um, or I want to take on more responsibilities so that I can get promoted the next year. And then um, I always recommend getting it in writing. And this is also a good time to write out your goals for the year so that it's clear of what your expectations are as far as performance and make sure they are smart goals that it's measured out of this is what it looks like for me to achieve this goal. Not to just say I took on a new project, but I took on Project X and We were able to save this much money for the company or we were able to get this new product out or whatever it is that makes your story more tangible impact and impactful. So while I do think traditionally this is the time of year to have those discussions about performance and how you can turn that into more money. Um, I also think it just depends on the industry and finding ways to navigate that conversation if your company isn't open to different roles. Having said that, I'm looking for a job. Love what I'm doing with my side business and how it's going forward. But if y'all got something, you know, brewing, let me know. The, The interviews are going well, but I turned down nothing but my collar when it comes to new opportunities.
1: I love that, Um, Jay. So yes, if y'all know of any opportunities, please send it her way. Uh, But I wanted to add to that too. One thing that I've successfully negotiated for was a title change. So that takes nothing off the books that's nothing you know it's literally them typing in something different and hitting enter right on my file so I've done that before um, when I was turned down for a raise because it wasn't the right time you know the company was struggling blah 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 so I said okay what about a title but I did that because it allowed other opportunities to open because it pushed me up a little further so then the next opportunity was a higher role than what I would have gotten if I didn't do it so um that's just one thing I wanted to throw out there too when you're talking about negotiating for something different um Jonathan
5: Yeah. uh, And I I brought this up mostly because I had a conversation with a colleague and I usually have conversation with a lot of people because I did a video last year that did pretty well about the whole merit increase. But there's a few things that I think is just typically missed. Obviously, merit season, when we're talking about or when I'm talking about merit season, I'm talking about when they're actually tactically going in, entering the number four race. That's usually done on a stealth mode. That's not announced in the company, meaning managers, leaders, everybody, they're doing the calibrations October through January, typically. Um, not every company aligns to that, but by the time you find out the decision's already made, which is why most people um, kind of take what's given to them. And even as I'm speaking with colleagues and friends and just kind of educating them on, okay, you got a 2% raise, I do you understand that number one, everybody has a budget, Number two, typically their budget starts at whatever the minimum. So say it's 3%. Okay, cool, it's 3% today. But there's always a little bit extra. And then three, most people are trying to use up the whole budget and everybody doesn't often get a raise or they just don't. But even if everybody did get 3%, percent there's still more in the pot for you to go above 3%, 4%, whatever you're trying to get. My only question is, if everybody on your team, if you know everybody's getting a meets and they're making these announcements, well, somebody got extra. Some, at least a couple people got extra. And then the question is, why not you or why couldn't it be you? To Tiffany's um, point that, hey, um, if you're not bringing these things up, if you're not having that uh, conversation you're not attacking it, again, it's not to beat somebody over their head, but it's just a fact just to put yourself in the forefront of, hey, they're going to make this decision because truth to be told, majority of leaders when they're making this decision, they're looking at the last 90 days, who's been favorable to meet the the last 90 days. Great leaders, there's not a lot of them, but great leaders kind of take in that whole year as appropriate for fairness. Uh, And then to Tiffany's point, the other thing that still has this market in a good spot for you besides that title chain, again, can you be work flexible? Can you get more time off can you um, get a little bit more bonus can you there's a lot of other things you can look at can you get something a cell phone bill paid or a laptop or a, a car or whatever um, rather than just going after the anecdotal merit increase there's a lot of things just like when you're coming into the job that you can talk to but there are a lot of things that once you're there you can speak to that can um, compensate even if they can't give you the money directly <laughs>
1: Absolutely. And I'll just add a point real quick. Um, Now, granted, all employers are different. (laughs) So let's just be clear. Uh, But I will say, um, in my experience, most of the merit increases and stuff happen during your performance evaluation. So usually it's like performance evaluation. You know, you meet with your manager, blah, blah, blah. It depends on how your company does it. And then on the back end, they're saying okay on my team I have this amount allotted what percentage goes to this person what percentage goes to this person how much goes to this person blah 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 and so they go down the line and do that um and that's just been in my experience um sometimes well most of the companies I work for maybe all of them have done 360 reviews too so like I said it just depends on the company but in my experience um the merit and everything was based on the performance reviews and all that stuff. So, um, I want to go to Miss Vani cause she's been waiting. Oh
7: no, no, no. <laughs> it, was like, I, it kept like every time you added me as a speaker, I, I couldn't hear anything. So I had to go back out and keep requesting. So. <laughs> uh, no problem, cause I was like, dang, I've been <laughs> added that, like five times <laughs> I don't know. Twitter is <laughs> acting <laughs> real wacky, but, um, <clears throat> My um question is like off of what you guys are talking about, so I, I don't want you guys to think I'm changing the subject, but I just had a question, particularly for you, um, Tiff. Um, I was listening to your uh, podcast episode of where you talked about um how you utilize certain resources to um pay less for your braces that you were getting. And um, it just so happened that I was getting, you know, planning on, you know, getting braces as well. But um, you said that um, if I'm misquoting you, let me know. Um, You said that when you first got the the price for your braces, you utilized a, you took a loan out from the bank and then you, you, you made your employer pay their portion of whatever, um, insurance you had with them back so that you can decrease the price of your braces um was that what you were saying or I just wanted to know like if I was listening correctly
1: ah okay so this is throw (laughs) back this was back in like 2018 maybe um when my oldest son was getting braces and I feel like okay and, and I may be remembering it wrong, but I feel like what happened was for my, for what I was going to put in, so half of it, I was able to use, I want to say it was my HSA funds. Um, so, okay. So for half of it, I used HSA funds, but what I did was I paid it up front and then reimbursed myself. Um, and then for the other half, I went to because the other half was unexpected his dad was supposed to pay for that and then the day before the braces he was like oh I can't do it Um, otherwise I would have you know saved up for it but anyway uh, what I did was I got a um, I put it on my credit card and then I paid it off really quick so I can't remember exactly how it went but I feel like that's what it was so hopefully that answers your question Um, the part that was unexpected I had to put on my card and then uh, I think I just paid it off quickly. And I think the other portion I did with HSA funds. But I'll go back and listen to it so I can really verify for you. Because you, cause that you was said
7: that big. you were able to get your bra- the braces down to like eighteen hundred? dollars dollars if that was if that was so i was like wow that's pretty cheap from going from like 5000 mm-hmm. to you know almost 2000 for braces because you know they're pretty expensive so mm-hmm. yeah but if you you know go back and listen you know and know clarify what you said then
1: maybe you can give some feedback
7: cuz i was like wow okay <laughs> we saving money now on
1: a- <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah i'm going to have to go back and listen to just verify how i did it cuz that like i said that was like 2018 so thank you for going back and listening to old episodes but um <laughs> i'm going to have to go back and refresh my memory uh and don't feel bad about changing the subject because that's what this um, you know sessions gonna be about we're just gonna be going to different things so <laughs> thank you for the question <laughs> and also while we're here um, and talking about health expenses let's go ahead and just switch the subject real quick Um, do you all have any tips for situations like that when it comes like you know there's something that's gonna cost a lot of money maybe the insurance doesn't pay for it anybody else have any tips or tricks
6: So for me, I got braces from my daughter and I. Now, it, it was covered by insurance, but partially. They weren't covering all of it. So I used my flexible spending account. I just opened enrollment. I kind of quoted, got consultations at the end of the year. And then I also researched what health insurance to see because some of them have a period that you can't get braces and some of them you didn't. So I looked to see, like, what were the benefits, how much they were given for braces so I could compare, and then I coupled that with the flexible spending account to cover the additional. That's how I covered our braces when I got them for both of us at the same time.
7: Is a flexible spending account through your employer or...?
6: It was through my employer, though.
1: Okay. Yes. Now, with the... um... If you have access to a high deductible health plan and you have an HSA, you don't have to get that through your employer. You can actually get that on the marketplace. So just FYI.
7: <laughs> so, um, so do you guys think it's um, better to get your health insurance? And everybody's different. But like, um, to get the insurance via your employer or like just through the marketplace, um, from experience,
1: it's always. I mean, I'm a okay. let I mean, I say always. So that's a very general. But in my experience, nine times out of ten, it's very beneficial going through your employer because what happens is the employer subsidizes some of the cost, and so that's why. When you work somewhere, health insurance is cheaper than what you would get on the open marketplace. So, um, now with that being said, being that, you know, Obamacare and stuff, and they're doing subsidies for health insurance, um, but you can't do that if you have insurance through your employer anyway. So, I say always default to your employer, um, in my experience. And then if you can't get health insurance through your employer, Um, or through a spouse or partner or whatever, then go to the marketplace. So for instance, for me, when I went full-time as entrepreneur back in 2019, of course, I lost my insurance. I went to the marketplace and I was able to get um, a high deductible health plan with an HSA for like $13 a month, which is super cheap. I wasn't even paying that when I was employed, but that's also because they look at how much you plan on making, you know, for your taxes. They look at how many dependents you have, you know, all that other stuff in order to figure out what your subsidy is going to be from um, the healthcare marketplace. So it always, it varies tremendously. So don't take, Oh, well, Tiffany said she got $13. I can get $13 because it may not be the case, you know? Um, But I would say employers are typically the cheapest. Now, when it comes to let's say you you're leaving your job or something and now it's the um oh gosh, what's the name of it? What's the insurance when you leave your job and then they offer you insurance?
2: Cobra. 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 Cobra there we yeah. go.
1: Thank you. Cobra. Cobra is typically pretty expensive because the employer is no longer subsidizing it. So just FYI. Hopefully that answers your question
7: these things are good to know you know what I mean because you know nowadays uh <clears throat> you have like you know I consider myself a millennial we don't I mean I'm not going to generalize us but we don't keep jobs for you know five ten years anymore it's like people are only keeping them for a year then they're moving on moving on moving on so it's like how could like someone like that benefit from you know um having health insurance with their employer if they're not staying there for it, as long as, you know, they could to reap those benefits.
1: Gotcha. Yeah, I was definitely moving around a lot. <laughs> but fortunately with health insurance, you know, once you're eligible, you get everybody gets pretty much the same thing. The thing that I would be concerned about from hopping from job to job is the 401k. Because sometimes, um, and it depends, so if it's an employer where they don't have a safe harbor plan and you have to be vested, now if you're hopping from job to job, you're not getting all of the match money because you didn't stay long enough. So I feel like that would be more of a concern, um, you know, if you were job hopping or whatever, but health insurance is typically everybody gets the same thing um, once you're eligible to, to get it. Uh, go ahead, Nia.
6: So another tip, too, if you're someone who's jumping around and you have a lot of plans that are out, and because a lot of times you jump around and you don't really keep up with what plans you might have had at a previous employer. Um, the Department of Labor, Employee Benefits, Security Administration, if you look up your regional office, they are able to help you locate. Like, if you know who the employer was, they're able to help you locate the plan, get in contact with the plan administrator so you're able to get those funds and roll them over or whatever you would like to do because if they were deducted from your paycheck, they are your funds and you're entitled to them.
1: Thank you, Nia. That's
6: awesome, awesome, awesome. Um,
1: Real quick tip.
5: um, My my tip, if you're with the
1: 401k, that whole vesting thing,
5: I always include that in my equity conversation when I'm doing a sign on for the next place because one way or another I'm going to get the money.
1: (laughs) Gotcha. I never thought about that. That's a good idea um, to bring it up as a a, a negotiation tool for the next job. Um, And then also I wanted to add that if you are a job hopper, um, (laughs) I would default to the HSA thing um, like if you are currently eligible because the HSA is fully portable and so like for instance I was taking my HSA money with me everywhere I went uh, because it wasn't the company so like a FSA it expires like you have to use it before the end of the year But with HSA that's not the case so um, and also I'm gonna add I've been at employers where They put money into my HSA account, too. And once that money hits my account, it's mine. Like, they can't take it back. So just remember that as well. Um, So if you have an employer where they're like, oh, we'll give you HSA dollars. Maybe they match dollar for dollar up to $1,000. Or maybe they just front load it because I've had that happen, too. I had an employer just front load it at the beginning of the year with what they were going to put in. Once it hits your account, that's it. <laughs> Even if you go go ahead and quit, it's still yours. Um, and just for the most part, you know, I always have to put my uh disclaimer out there because not all employees are the same. But from my experience, that's what I've I've seen. So make sure you know what your benefits are, all of them, and how they work. Because sometimes, well, a lot of times, people miss out on a lot of money just because they don't understand it. So just some things to think about. Go ahead, Ms. Fani.
7: Yeah, I was going to say that as well. I, I'm not going to lie. I was like one of like, just, I just turned 28. So like, you know, I think my financial, um, <clears throat> like knowledge is getting much more, um, you know, long-term I would say. Um, but for a moment when I was like, you know, coming out, I was like 21, 22. I'm in my financial knowledge I was only short term. So when I used to get jobs, they used to send me this benefits package. I'm like, I don't care about the benefits package. How much you pay me per hour? How much I'm getting, you know, <laughs> like, I just, I just wanted to know that portion of it, but you know, and then I remember um, my parents sitting me down, like, well, I'm like, well, they don't even pay that much, you know, per hour. And um, I remember my dad told me, well, what's the benefit package? Like they might have good benefits. And I'm like, cares about benefits like they're not paying me enough and now I see like now when I need like I, I have health care coverage but now when I need something like um I want braces or I need you know anything of that sort and I know they could subsidize that now I'm thinking like wow I should have looked at the benefits package I should have you know so like it's it's funny how like you know it's like a full circle moment of where it's like you know we really need to pay attention to you know the benefits that jobs have to offer rather than like what they're, you know, paying us up front.
1: Yes. Girl, thank you. Thank you for saying that because I tell people that all the time, like when you're looking at an employer or an employer is looking at you, ask for their benefits at a glance document or ask them what benefits are included. Because at the end of the day, your salary is only one part. Your benefits is the other part. And so what, that's what we call in HR total rewards. That's your total rewards package. And so they're actually taking into consideration when they're thinking about salary, they're taking into consideration, okay, how much benefits are we giving this person too? And so if they're thinking about that, you should be thinking about that too. And I've also seen situations where um, one company will offer the Cadillac of benefits, but less pay while you know the other company might offer more pay but less benefits and most of the time it's more beneficial to go with the benefits than the salary but of course you have to you know look at evaluate it for your circumstances but always 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 get the benefits before you sign on the dotted line I tell people that all the time and you can use that as a bargaining tool as well because if their benefits are not as good as the next job um, like, for, I mean, as the job that you already have, then you could say, well, you know what, the benefits over here are better. So can we talk about money over here? You know? Um, so it's just, yeah, definitely the more you know, the more you can negotiate. Uh, Tamika?
8: Yeah, I just wanted to mention about the FSA. They do give you a two and a half month grace period if you have any left over um, outside of your plan year um, I guess it depends if it's a calendar year or if your company uses you know um, uh, fiscal year or something like that but um yeah those you do have a grace period if you have you know a certain amount of money I think it's up to like six hundred dollars if you have that left over at the end of the year um, the other thing is um, that I did not know about and just implemented in the 2022. Um, tax year was, I didn't know about dependent care benefits. Like I would have been on that <laughs> so many, you know, since, you know, putting my daughter in daycare, you know, when she first started, but I think that's a huge benefit and it lowers your tax by like, I think up to $5,000, um, it can lower your, your, um, tax bill. So I, I always thought that was a, I thought that was a cool benefit. I'm just, I was just mad I was late to the game and it.
1: That's all I got Oh, my gosh, Jamika. Yes. The Dependent Care FSA. Yeah. Um it is very helpful the only thing I don't care for with those is that you have to pay the daycare up front which granted you're going to pay them anyway but you have to pay it up front they get reimbursed so that's the only drawback for that but other than that yeah I utilized that definitely when I was working Um, so thank you for bringing that one up y'all we on benefits I can go about this all night Um, Nia
6: Um, this is actually another 401k tip so again, you're changing jobs a lot. Um, At the end of the year, like say you are at an employer at the end of the year or at the end of your term with that employer, you usually receive individual benefit statements from whoever um, the plan is with, your 401k plan. You wanna compare your year to date with that statement. So like, say for example, you worked at a company for a full year and then you get to the end of the year, you wanna compare your year to date with that statement because you year-to-date from your paycheck because we often like you say you got to start considering you know what type of benefit package a different employer has we also have to consider are they managing that plan correctly and are they forwarding your contributions as they should so that's a way for you to check and see to make sure that they are actually forwarding all of the money that they are deducting from your paycheck
1: Oh, that's a good one. Um, As someone that used to run payroll as well, we make mistakes, y'all. So that's why I always looked at my pay stubs. Um, Yeah, because payroll is not perfect. They make mistakes, but it's up to you to figure out what those mistakes are and you know sometimes you could be missing out on money or like Nia said money going to your investments just because you're not looking at your pay stubs so I tell people all the time please look at your pay stubs even if you think you know what's coming out going in whatever always look Um, and I think Ronnie had his hand up first
3: it was uh, Stephen was next
1: oh I stand corrected (laughs) Stephen (laughs)
9: <laughs> hey what's up everybody Mine was super quick all i was gonna say uh was was earlier tiffany was talking about uh hsas and how employers uh, uh potentially can give money to you um and just giving examples of how i've seen it vary uh whether it's been me in the past or with clients for, like, an HSA of if you're just doing it sing singularly for yourself, um, where they may just kick in $500 for you right at the start of the year, or if you had an HSA for, for a family, whether it's just you and uh, you know, a, a spouse or children or a combination of the two, um, of it being a thousand, since it typically doubles. So, just wanted to give. Another scenario of what it looks like. And as Tiffany said, once that money hits your account, it is, it is yours. Um, and it's not a, if you don't use it, you lose it, uh, within the year type of setup.
1: Yes. Thank you, Stephen, And I have more HSA tips. If y'all want me to keep going for real. <laughs>
4: Ronnie.
3: <laughs> um, Yes, yeah, so I came in a little late on the kind of salary negotiation uh, part of it. And I I agree with everything that everyone was saying in terms of salary negotiation and the most effective way to kind of do it. Um, so someone said earlier about how you got to go in there and kind of brag on yourself, so to speak. So what I used to do when I was in corporate America, I would write down every single thing that I did every single day. I kept a long list of different things that I did. Uh, and what was the outcome or the result? How how did it benefit the company? Right. Because you really got to push for yourself um, or, or you're going to get left behind, especially with your peer groups. So you start having conversations with other people and, you know, other colleagues and y'all are doing the same type of work or they're not doing as much work as you or have as much responsibility, but they're earning significantly more it's because they're going into those offices and they they're showing what they are doing. They're like, Oh, I helped out with this. This was the result. You know, I did this project. This was the impact. This was the result. While you're just going in there, you know, blank and having a conversation and you're getting a bare minimum in terms of your increase, these little, you know, 3%, what have you. Right. Um, So, I agree with that piece in terms of salary negotiate. You really got to be your own cheerleader. You really got to push for yourself. You really got to screen everything that you've done and make them, let them know it consistently because they will easily forget. I don't know if they do it on purpose or they just have a short memory, but you just got to go in there and speak for yourself. Um, the second piece I would speak about HSAs. I'm a, I am ai love HSAs myself as well. Um, I still have an HSA from a company that I was with years ago uh and i love it because i mean obviously the tax benefits plus you can invest your funds, so that's why i love the hsa Uh, so i would highly recommend you know folks kind of check that out as well uh, with the hsa and i agree with uh steven when he talks about how a company can contribute to it on your behalf as well and that that's what happened with me with the corporate job i was with they were contributing to it and i was contributing to it you know, so then I was investing the funds because I didn't need them at the time. So now, you know, I'm I'm reaping the benefits. So that's all I got to say.
1: Yes, thank you, Ronnie. Um, Tashika.
2: Yeah, and I was just gonna add to what Ronnie was saying um, with you know bragging on yourself because as a manager, um, you're right. Like I, with my team, I can barely remember half the stuff that they do throughout the year. So. What I always tell my staff is make sure you have a brag bank as you're doing something throughout the year. If I'm giving you praises or something, making sure you're writing it down, what the results were, you know, how it impacted the department, because it's, it's true. Like there's so much going on that we don't realize like, oh, this person, you know, saved $50,000 over here. So it's so important to make sure that you're, you know, keeping track of that. Um, the other thing that I want to mention too, is like, especially when you're job hopping, um, one of the things I would recommend... Um, I can't remember who was mentioning it about comparing your benefits. Um, But I always do like a little spreadsheet. Just make sure like you list out like salary, salary for both organizations, what the benefits are. Look at your 401k contributions, what the matches are at this organization versus the one that you're um, going after. And that can like really help you compare apples to apples when you're making those negotiations as to, what you want to um, negotiate. So if you're not getting as high high of a match at that new organization, then you can negotiate something else or, you know, like your PTO or other salary things. So just making sure that you compare apples to apples when your job popping so you're not like getting cut off.
1: Thank you, Tashika. And I like, I love that idea um, of a brag bank. I never had a name for it. I just did what Ronnie did and just wrote down everything. Um, but I'll also say like, In my career in HR, I used to tell my employees all the time. Now, of course, usually HR is not going to tell you this, but I'm like, look, y'all, I've never seen a manager in my career tap somebody on the shoulder and say, you know what? You deserve a raise today. Or, you know what? You deserve a promotion today. I've never, ever, ever seen it happen. And so... What does that mean? That means you need to go in and advocate for yourself. And part of that is knowing where you want to go within the company or outside of the company. Um, you know, just having some direction so that way you can know what you want to ask for. Like, for instance, when I was in HR, I knew that I wanted to get my certification. And so I made it so that the company pays for the certification one way or another. Um, when I wanted another certification that's when I had negotiated for the title change because I couldn't get that certification if I had the title that I had because the title that I had wasn't high enough so you know just knowing where you want to go in your career and taking your career into your own hands um is also very helpful when you're looking at all of these different things that we're talking about tonight um it all plays a role so just knowing yourself knowing where you want to go knowing what you want to accomplish can definitely um go a long way so I just wanted to throw that out there too Um, did anybody else have any questions I want to add anything
5: okay so
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh,
5: little baby budget trying to chime in
1: right she's <laughs> like guess mommy tell them like no (laughs) but um let's go ahead and switch topics then let's go to what are some things that we should be on the lookout for in 2023 when it comes to let's say scams spams what have you um and the reason I bring this up is because I saw something new this year um this lady in, in my community she was very well loved um she passed away everybody knows her now what happened was the day she passed away like when the news hit so it was like the next day somebody went on gofundme not the family but somebody some random person went on gofundme and created a gofundme page for her and the family had to put out announcements like this is not us this is not for us so i just wanted to put that out there like be careful When you are thinking that you're donating to, let's say, you know, a funeral expense fund or whatever it may or may not be the actual family. So just double check before you donate because that was my first time ever seeing that. And once I did, I said, you know, I need to make an announcement to my audience. Like if y'all ever see a GoFundMe when I die, it is not my family because they should be well taken care of. Somebody's not doing something right. <laughs> um, so I had to make a whole announcement because I was like, that is crazy and that's not right. So I just want to throw out there anything, spam, scam stuff you've seen, new that people should be on the lookout for?
4: I won't say it's new, but it's that time of year when um, people are starting to get their tax info um, and their tax documents together. And so just the regular um, scammers who will either try to claim your children or claim anything they can off of your taxes, um, or the people who will say they can do your taxes. There was this funny picture going around the, interwebs of a woman who had like okay I'm not gonna lie she has the same pose I have in my picture like the power pose your hands crossed in front of you and she said she could give you like a hundred thousand dollar return or something like that and somebody said um you need to take your hands out from in front of you and put them behind you to get arrested because that's definitely a scam um but you know my my pose is legitimate I'm not scamming <laughs> my, my, my pose le- you know it looks like I sell real estate or something um so yeah just the general tax scams and then the number of people who keep saying I I they just keep saying like create a LLC and then hire your kids and then get a Mac or get a truck or whatever else. And it's just like all these things that within themselves are, there's some level of truth to it, but I do not like the partial truths and the misinformation associated with it. Um, So yeah, just be aware of people who are trying to push you into doing something without giving you the full picture and people who are trying to run that tax fraud.
5: Um, I was hoping Ronnie is next. I'll, I'm just interjecting uh, because I, I think hopefully in your response, you can add some of the changes that it's probably going to give people sticker shot um, this the
3: front of the year.
1: All right, let's go to Ronnie. Jonathan teed you up. Let's go.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I, I'll save some of that for another time, man. But there are some expiring credits and, and deductions and things like that. But um, I just want to piggyback off of what Jay was saying in terms of (laughs) it's tax time. And Kamari can speak to this, too. So, you know, you're going to see a lot of scams. Unfortunately, um, it's kind of frustrating, to be honest, as a professional out here that's trying to help people the right way, trying to help them truly understand what taxes are all about. Um, It gets very, very frustrating because, you know, you know, you, If you really care about the folks that you're helping, you know, you want to make sure that they are taken care of. And a lot of times they hear a lot of stuff that they see on the Internet and these stickers and people are telling them that they can do something for them without even knowing their situation. It doesn't make sense. I can do this for you. I can get you. A $1,000 refund, I can get you 6000 But I haven't even seen what your situation is. I don't even know your tax situation, but I'm making this promise to you. Like, it's something wrong with that. But, you know, our folks are kind of looking for some extra income a lot of times. So it's easy to prey on, you know, prey on them, you know, so unfortunately. So here's what I, here's the thing that I'm struggling with. Um, And like I said, other folks can speak on this. Thing that I'm struggling with is the internet sometimes it can be good and bad, right? There's a lot of great informa- information on the internet, but also there's a lot of bad information on the internet, so it's hard to kind of balance that information out because the marketing of it can sometimes go too far, right? With you can write this off, just get an LLC and do this, and you'll be fine. There are so many details and so many nuances and so many caveats. Like, there's so much within that that needs to be explained, needs to be talked through, um, that I think a lot of people go down the wrong path. So what I like to tell people is, you know, if you hear something on the Internet, that's fine. Okay, you hear something on the Internet, take that information and go discuss it with a professional that can help you kind of think through all of that. Don't hear it and then go try to execute it on your own because you're going to get yourself into a lot of trouble. And I've had to help a lot of people out of a lot of trouble. Like I'm going through some stuff right now. <laughs> you can probably hear it in my voice. It's, it's a really, really bad situation. It's really bad and it's a lot of money. You know what I mean? And it's just kind of frustrating. And it's harder to clean something and fix something than it is to just prevent it in the first place. So that's kind of, that's all I want to say. Y'all. I'm a little frustrated, but yeah.
1: I can hear the trauma in your voice. Now I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but I'm going to go to our other tax professional, Kamari, because we haven't heard from you. Hey, Kamari.
0: Hey, y'all. Happy New Year. I'm um, glad everybody's here. And I think Jay's about to be my new best friend because she hit it right out the park, along with Ronnie as well as it relates to a lot of the tax scams that come up during tax season. It's actually really sad again going to Ronnie's part point that the internet, these social medias is a beautiful thing. But oh God, when they get it wrong, they so get it wrong. And there's not a lack of scammers or misinformed people out there. And so I would just say if it's too good to be true, nine times out of ten it's too good to be true. Um and the other thing that I believe is, is happening. and always been a thing is that people are lazy. <laughs> they, me and, um, me and, um, oh, man, I'm tired, y'all. Um, why am I forgetting her name at the moment. Uh, the Money Plug. Uh, I talked about this on my podcast.
1: Marquette. Like,
0: Marquia, thank you. I don't know why I can't remember her name. It was like, people really are lazy. We will deploy all these scams and all these resources to try to get an extra $5 out of a refund where, man, if you use some of that genius, you probably could be a billionaire somewhere. But, yes, please avoid the scams. I almost want to say avoid all-money people on social because it's just that bad. Um, But, I, you know, present company excluded, obviously. But I just feel like it's so bad that Even some of the bigger platforms routinely put out bad content, misleading content. And so at this point, I don't think you can trust anybody. Do your research. I tell people all the time, don't believe me. Don't trust me. Go do your own research. And I think that's the best motto that all of us can employ going forward. But that's all I got.
1: Amen and amen. Thank you for saying that, Kamari. Uh, Because just because somebody has a big following does not mean they know what they're talking about. Um, (laughs) That's definitely for sure. But also I wanted to let people know if they are getting somebody to do their taxes, because I've seen this happen before. Make sure that the person doing your taxes actually puts their number on the tax return. And doesn't just say, oh, well, here, I did your taxes. Now you sign it and their number is not on there as a the tax preparer. And it says like self-prepared or something. Red flag. Um, but I've seen that happen before. So I wanted to bring that up, too, since we talk about taxes. Um, I think ghost preparers. Is- they call them
0: ghost preparers. Yes, please be careful though. them.
1: Ghost preparers. OK, didn't know it had a name. Thank you. Definitely be- beware of the ghost preparers. Um, Ms. Vonnie?
7: Oh, yeah. Um, I just another I don't know if it's like a. wouldn't say it's a scam, but I think um, since people are getting large amounts of money this month and next month, um, I think a lot of salesy people um, prey on people that um, have a lot of money. So like say like um, for the car and the car business, it's a big time for people to buy cars. So um, even if a person credit score is. Very, very low, you know what I'm saying? Um, they'll still, you know, swindle people into buying these cars with you know this high interest rate on it, but they get the car, they approve you or pre approve here or buy here, pay here, and you know, now you're stuck with a car with the high interest rate, and or you're, you know what I mean? Like, so, um, I just, you know, I think that that's a scam in itself because a lot of people don't read you know, read between the lines until they actually have, you know, have to pay that car payment every month and notice that, you know, they're just in a hole with the car, you know what I mean? But um because they had that large down payment, um, up front, you know, the car salesmen are able to convince them that it's that it's okay for them to have this, you know, um car with, you know, these payments and, you know, all this interest on it. And I think, you know, that um people should just, you know, go within their budget and not you know or just wait wait until you know the season is over but i think people you know car salesmen could you know talk a good game into people f- to making these large purchases and then they end up getting repossessed and things of that nature and then now nah, you're in fight you you are in another financial bind so you know i think that's one of those you know times of the year that people utilize that as well
1: Yes, thank you for bringing that up. Um, you know, the buy, buy here, pay here places, typically you won't get the best rates. Um, but that also brings up another point. Make sure you shop around for rates, too, when it comes to um, buying cars or houses or whatever it is. Um, you can shop around lenders. So make sure you do that um, and try to get the best rate. Um, Jonathan, did you still want to go? I know you had your hand up. I was going to you next.
5: Oh, I was just going to um, mention, y'all. I think Vaughn had just uh, mentioned about everyone's praying on you. Yeah, that's part of their business plan uh, this year. But we really do need to be conscious of the environment that we're in. Because, uh, like you said, shopping around for the best rate. Well, average credit card rate is 19.6 now. So that means out of every $100, most people are probably spending about $20, which most minimum payments is twenty five dollars if that so really think about where is your money going to be best suited if you don't have it in a savings account right now and then yeah you're right with car market um tanking clothes all those different type of things everybody's going to be trying to front load products and services towards you because they want to get that um quick money that you know you have in your hands it's just going to be about can you Stay away from social media. Can you stand back and realize what value am I getting from this product? Uh, honestly, and I tell people that listen to me: if you're not getting anything from me, and this is for free, don't don't keep listening because you like the way I look. If I'm not giving giving nothing of value and enhancing your life, which which backs up what I'm saying, I'm gonna do, then don't don't listen to me. Listen to many other people. I'll point you in the direction, but. Um, when it comes to these platforms, one thing that is apparent, uh, and me and my wife, my wife got me down this rabbit, rabbit trail of uh, uh, the Housewives franchise, and it's very, very interesting to me the, the amount of people that have rented homes on these Housewives Potomac, Housewives of Atlanta, they're renting homes, tax uh, issues, they're not really worth a lot of money, uh, while they're on this big platform, and yet those are the lies we're aspiring to, or people are taking in, like, oh, I want to live like that because the show put them on a Ben's van to go to some exotic place. It's just really, really, you got to consider who's telling you what and why you're listening to them.
1: Yes, lifestyle marketing is definitely a thing. (laughs) And unfortunately, in the finance community, it runs rampant. (laughs) So, yeah, I definitely agree with um, all of you all when saying, you know, be careful of who you listen to. I think Kamari hit on it. Jonathan hit on it. Be careful of who you listen to because um, just because they have a big following or it looks like they're living it up that could definitely not be the case and they might not know what they're talking about. So <laughs> always do your research. Um, even if you listening to any of us and you know, you're like, Oh, that sounds interesting. Go and do some more research. You, you know, never take one person's perspective or one person's opinion, um, you know, to the bank, always do your research uh, Tamika. Uh, <clears throat>
8: so not that it's new, but I just wanted to mention like investment scams because I watched the Madoff documentary on Netflix over the weekend, and I, you know, I didn't really know how deep it went. But even with people that you know, um, if the if it's too good to be true, if the returns are too good to be true, and they're only going up. Um, also, if you can't ask them any questions, or they can't explain how they do it. You know, it's just just avoid stuff like that because. You know, it's like he was finessing people that he knew personally, you know, to quote-unquote invest into his, his Ponzi scheme. Um, and another another scam to watch out for are like the Zell scams where they call you from what looks like your bank's phone number. Um, I kind of fell for that a couple years ago and it was not fun. Um, and the bank does not return... Usually, they don't return the money. In my case, they did only because their phone number was spoofed. But usually, if you participate in that, they usually don't return the funds to you. So just be careful of anyone calling you claiming to be from your bank's fraud department. They are not trying to help you. So <laughs> um, you know, Just, you know, hang up, avoid those things when they come up. But That's all I wanted to say.
1: Thank you, Tamika, for bringing that up. Um, One tip I share with people for those situations is if you get a phone call from your bank, from a bill, person, whomever, I always say, let me call you back. (laughs) I'm going to call the company back and I call the number that I know um, just to verify that it's real. Uh, Because like you said, there's spoof apps out here where people can call you from any number. It's pretty scary, actually. Um, They can call you from any number to any number. So that's one thing that I do to make sure it's who I think it is. Um, I'll say, you know what, I'm busy. Let me call you right back. And then I'll just call the number back that I know um, and ask the next representative, hey, you know, is this a legit thing? I just received a phone call blah, blah, blah. And then usually I can kind of, you know, tell if it's legit or not. Miss um, Vani?
7: Um, I don't know if this impacts anyone financially, but um, I've um, heard of, you know, scams of where jobs and recruiters are going to like the furthest extent to get people information. So like they're posing as real companies and then you go on their linkedin and they have all these connections and you know like people are seeking jobs and they'll literally make you go through an interview process on zoom and then have you go to the portion of where you're filling out information with your um you know your uh, social security and things of that nature because everything seems super 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 legit so um I would say that's a scam, and, you know, I've seen a lot of stories about that, and in my back of my mind, I'm like, how did you not know that that was a, you know, wasn't a legitimate company, but, like, um, some of them are really, like, taking you through the whole interview process and onboarding, saying that you're going to start in a month or so, so, you know, and having you fill out these documents, and then they know your address now, they know you know you know, mother's maiden name, whatever, you know, they know so many things about you. So um, I think that's another thing to look out for, but not in this group here particularly, but just in general.
1: Wow. Thank you for adding that, Ms. Vani. I did not know that people were doing that. That is wild. I've also heard of people doing the housing scams where they'll say, oh yeah, this house is for sale. You go out there, you meet them. They actually got the code, you know, you looking around and stuff. Then they're like, oh, I mean, not for sale, for rent. Then you do your down, your deposit, and everything, and then come to find out, it's not even there to the rent. You know what I'm saying? Um, I've seen that happen. I've heard of that happening, actually, with people close to me. So, um, yeah, there's there's all types of stuff going on. So the best thing to do is to just be diligent, do your research, ask a lot of questions, because typically if it's a scammer, spammer cuz sometimes I'll be playing with them y'all, I'll be real. Um like when they call me, I just be playing along just to just to play sometimes if I have time. But anyway, um ask a lot of questions and stuff. Eventually, if it is if it is a scam, they're going to get annoyed. They're going to, you know, not go along with it because they're looking for the easiest target. They don't want to put in a lot of work. Um I I learned that from A cybersecurity thing I went to, Um, these are cybersecurity professionals. And they were like, look, hackers and stuff, they're looking for the easiest target. If you make it hard for them, they're going to move on to the next person. (laughs) So I definitely make it hard for people. Y'all know I can talk. Uh, So I want to open up. Does anybody have anything else they want to add before we wrap it up? All right. Looks like nobody. So thank you all so much for coming to Finn Noir Space for Black Money Talk. This was fun. This was like a maj podge uh, variety bag of different topics. But it flows so smooth. And we covered so many different things. So I appreciate you all joining us. If you're in the room, make sure you're following the people up here. Uh, because we are not one of those lifestyle uh, marketers. <laughs> we definitely give you the real. Um, so definitely follow us and let us know if you have any questions join us next monday at 9 p.m we do this every monday and it's just a space for us to chat about different money things as it relates to our community so i hope you all have a wonderful rest of the night and bye see you next week
3: bye bye everybody thank you for listening joining and being a part of the money talk with tip podcast this week
0: you can check Tiff out every Thursday for a new Money Talk podcast. But if you just can't wait until next week, you can listen to previous podcast episodes at MoneyTalkWithT.com or follow Tiff on all social media platforms at MoneyTalkWithT. Until next time, spend wise by spending less than you make. A word to the money wise is always sufficient.